So the first question is, is an easy one. You're, you're a transformational coach. That's the best word that I can come up with right now. When did you know that was a purpose that you wanted to really invest your, your time, energy, thoughts, and drive into? Oh, geez. Um, when did I really know? I feel like I've... I've always said, like, I've always been a coach, educator, and a motivator. Like, that's always been in me. Um, even, yeah, I feel like I've rehearsed this a lot, too. Like, I've just had this conversation over and over again. But when I was, so I was a captain for my high school football team. And then it was up to me to, you know, inspire the guys, whatever. Then I went on to be a college athlete. I was a high, or then I was a college captain my junior and my senior year in college. And um, again, kind of just was, that was my goal to inspire the guys, but uh, obviously went through my education, then became a physical therapist. And I think it ultimately, it all really happened when I became a dad. Like there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of stories that, yeah. Or even the best way to say it is like, it's not just like one event. It was a summation of a lot of events that eventually just, you know, like it was the turning point or I got to a certain point where I was just fed up with where, I don't want to say I was fed up with where I was at in life, but I knew that I could be doing better. And then once I got to that point, I made some powerful changes. And then my life just, I don't want to say it changed drastically, but it changed in a way where I was like, holy, you know, like I'm, this is my purpose. And then, um, cause, and I've shared this quite a bit and I don't want to go on a ramble, but when I was a physical therapist, I was seeing people for like, I specialized in orthopedic manual therapy and spine rehab. So I was seeing people for neck pain, low back pain, knee pain, shoulder pain, all of that stuff. But then they were asking me questions about fitness, weight loss, all of that. And when they would come back in for their follow-up visits, they were more pleased with the nutritional advice, the fitness coaching, all of that stuff. And I was like, all right, well, clearly, you know, like, I mean, even though like I, I paid a lot of money to go to school to be a physical therapist and I have, you know, a lot of knowledge in, you know, joint mechanics and all that kind of stuff that uh, people were more like they were more happy or they were happier that they were feeling better about themselves. And, you know, and so that was one of the things that made me start thinking about, you know, like, why did I ever get out of the fitness world? But it was ultimately to gain more education because I've just always wanted to go after higher education. Um, but then, yeah, then as I became a dad, like I said, it was just all kind of the summation of those events of just me helping people and seeing them inspired, yes, with improving their knee pain or their neck pain, but then also the nutrition coach and the fitness, the fitness coaching. And then it just, you know, I was a dad that was wanting to live a lot of energy or live with a lot of energy for my kid. And then yeah. Then I started posting stuff on social media and people, cause to me, a lot of that stuff too, now I'm going on a ramble. A lot of this stuff too is like second nature to me for the most part. Cause I've been in the fitness, living a healthy lifestyle for a long time. So to me, it's a lot of second nature. And I have always thought that people just know it because, or I shouldn't say I've always known it. I just was really obsessed with knowing it. And so that's why I say it's been second nature. And then when people ask me really simple questions, it's like, well, to to me, it's a simple, or to me, it's a simple question, but to them, it can change their life. And then I started realizing like, holy cow, like a lot of people need this kind of help. And so that again, 
with uh, the own transformations that I've been through was one of the things that made me realize like, all right, this is my, this is my purpose to again, fulfill that coach, educate and motivate. And so it's really just been a whole lot of different platforms to do it on. First, it was high school or a high school captain. Then it was a college football captain. Then it was in physical therapy school. Then it was being a physical therapist. And then now it's, you know, doing it in the, in the online space. And so it's really always been the same thing. I've just kind of grown with, you know, my own vision of all of this, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah there is there. so much amazingness in there, Tim. I want to I want to pull apart some of it because I think if there and, and people have heard me say on the show countless times, the number one question that I get as a personal development coach is around purpose and passion. And how do I find it as if it is a destination on a map at which some point you're going to arrive? But for, 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 for you, it was an evaluation of of multiple experiences, your stories that reaffirmed your steps forward rather than define them. I mean, you were already walking and there was this, this epiphany for lack of a better term, or maybe awareness as a better term of what your giftedness was. And that was the sword that you wielded in the world was an, an awareness of self. And I think a lot of people are afraid to, to go within and therefore they're motivated by something external. So have you found anything similar in the countless people that you have coached is, is moving their vision from outside to more inside as a source of strength? Yeah, I have, um, I have noticed that quite a bit. And honestly, one of like, I've, gosh, I'm working with people anywhere from 25 to 61 years old. And one of my, you know, one of my most ambitious guys is 61 years old, owns three businesses out in Orange County, California. And he's like, dude, I've, you know, I've been doing and not even I know that this is more about leadership, so I don't want to talk too much about my coaching because I like talking. I like talking about fitness and nutrition, but I really like talking about mindset because that's ultimately where the real stuff um, changes. But this guy saying I've been doing the yo-yo dieting for the past 20 years. But then once he like, yeah, once he really understood that it was up to him to take ownership of where he was at in the journey that he was on, then he was like, this is my mind is powerful. Like I can really do this if I want to do it, but it took again, kind of like what I said in the beginning, having the right conversation, having the right person say the right words so that it can pull these like real thoughts to the front of your mind. And then you actually take, or then him actually taking action on, you know, staying accountable to what his goals were. Did that answer your question or did I just go off? I feel like. No, that no, that was, that was perfect because I think that also speaks to what, again, I, a lot of people lot speak of people. to, is the acquisition of knowledge as 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 the source of their transformation. So I see a lot of people in this cycle of get more information, get more information, but they fail to take action. And action yeah. is where the transformation happens. So I'm also curious um, if motivation is is a pillar that that people can pull inside as a source of motivation. How does action and then the environment that they choose to take that action in play into the outcome that they're trying to create. So I guess that's a twofold question. Um, the, 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 the turning on of action from knowledge and evaluated experiences, and then, you know, they might have to change environments to do that. They might have to give up friends. They might have to give up certain things in order to grow into their potential. So I'd love your commentary on those two things. Yeah, that's powerful. Cause that was, I mean, I feel like I could, I could go off in a lot of different direct directions with that, but um, 
first thing I'll say that first came to mind was the, how can I shoot? You might have to go over it again. So the first thing that came to mind was just this idea that I've, um, I've brought up to some of the people that I'm coaching about, like, it really is like you make this promise to yourself. And then if you stay committed to that promise, then you become more accountable to it. You start seeing the results and then God, I can't remember exactly what you asked. And I can't remember word for word how I usually say it, but you have this goal that you want to go after. And then if you stay committed to that goal, then there becomes some kind of power in your mind to like really make that kind of transformation. But if you, um, yeah, if you have this goal, but then all of a sudden you start doing other habits that aren't really getting you towards that goal, then you become, you feel less and less worthy of actually attaining that goal is maybe a simpler way of, again, I feel like I've said this a lot of different ways through different conversations, but that's one of the things that, that I even, cause I created this thing called the straight line fitness solution, where it kind of talks about like what you're talking about. A lot of people will look for all of this information under the rainbow, or they'll try all of these different things. And they'll, you know, go from all of these different plans and relating this to life, to business, to relationships, it's like jumping all over the place, trying everything. But if you just stay focused on what is actually working and what's driving results you develop throughout that process, but then also through developing through that process, you realize, holy cow, like I, I can't actually stay committed to something. And then in that there's power to stay committed to it. And then you realize that you can actually get to your result instead of just jumping all over the place. Yeah. I think that's kind of a, my little, some of my commentary on it anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. I appreciate that because I think all of us all of have us instant have access to information. So information cannot be what people are deficient in. Uh, is that fair? I mean, granted, you're going to come across people who did not know or make a connection between, between two variables that could create an outcome. Great. We can Google almost any answer uh, to any question that we need. So then, then why aren't more people achieving the outcome they desire in body, mind, or spirit? Because we have information, right? So, yeah. so then there has to be the action people are refusing to take either, either because of a fear or a perspective that is not serving them. And unfortunately they're not letting go of that. They're staying in the staying environment in. that is conducive to the comfort zone and they are unwilling to disrupt that. So I guess that's the second part of the question I, I, I was interested in your perspective on is, is how do we take hacking, which maybe is the shortcut that people are looking for and turn that into a long-term solution with commitment, tenacity, grit, which is what you seem to use and have used for a very long period of time. Yeah. And uh, even kind of to share my own story, and I'm sure you've probably heard it because I've shared it a few times on Instagram, but um, when I when I went through my divorce, so that was October of 2017. For the entire next year, it was me out doing things that I'm, I don't want to say I'm not proud of because it was just, again, like it's all part of my journey, part of my story, which I share now because back then it was pathetic and I knew that it was pathetic, but now it's like, it took that pathetic part of my life to get me to a point of that frustration that then caused me to cut stuff out of my life that then has now got me here. But that's one of the things that, uh, that I even talk with, or I have that same kind of conversation with the guys that I'm working with is because I went through my divorce and I was out, 
at the bar three to four times a night, spending money on friends that could care less about where I was going in life and putting all of this energy into girls that didn't care about me and all that stuff. And um, cause I was coming back home to a, to a, an apartment by myself. My kid wasn't on the floor. And so I went out there, you know, throwing darts, drinking beer with my friends. But then the whole time I was like this, like there's more to this, but I, I couldn't get myself out of it because I didn't know what else there was. And then, um, my turning point was I came or it was a Wednesday night. I had my son and he fell, he fell asleep on my lap. We were watching a movie. I was carrying him into bed. And as I was carrying him into bed, he opened up his eyes. He looked at me and said, I love you, dad. And I was like, that was, yeah, it was one of those crazy things because the, and I don't know if I've shared this, but the week before I had actually said, I told my ex that I wasn't going to be able to take Duke because there was this girl that I had been chasing for a while that wanted to go out on a date. And so I told my ex that I was sick because I didn't, and so I didn't want to take Duke so I could go out on this date with this girl. But then after that date, no conversation. And then that next Wednesday, this thing happened and it was like, all right, that's it. Like I'm cutting all of this stuff off. It, but it took that whole year of frustration that, I mean, so that was what October of 2000, October of 2017 to August of 2018. And then that's when I started. I was like, all right, I've got to make some changes. I'm putting more energy into myself, into my life so that I can put more energy into my son's life. And that's when I started reading books, listening to podcasts and, uh, you know, doing everything I could to just make that internal commitment to myself again. And, um, yeah, that's kind of my own story. But then in that, like I verbalized that to the guys too, of like you got, or a lot of people have been through, they've tried a lot of different programs and, or they've, they've made a lot of attempts at weight loss or making these transformations, but I verbalized to them that it also takes, you know, it, it does take the right environment because if you have a sabotaging, like I've got a private Facebook group for all my private clients. So I bring that up. Like it's not a sabotaging environment where some of my clients have said like, yeah, well, my spouse just says I'm going to lose the weight and it's all going to come back. It's like, well, there's plenty of people in my group that, you know, that have lost the weight and are keeping it off. You need to be around those people. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the basics of it all, but it really is like, you know, showing people, and I guess even in my coaching program too. So there's workouts, there's nutrition advice, but I also have, you know, like a, there's weekly material that comes out that's more focused around mindset, like owning your habits, owning your result and um, taking ownership and like the whole idea of being committed versus just trying something because when you just try it, it kind of puts it out in the future or in the distance and like, doesn't, uh, you know, like you're not committed to it. It's just, I'm going to try it, but if it doesn't work, well then, you know, I tried and it just becomes an excuse where when you actually are like, no, I'm committed. Just like I was committed to cutting that stuff out of my life to make a better life and put more focus in my life and my son's life, I committed to it. And then now I've just, um, diligently and obsessively found better and better ways to keep improving. Whereas if I just tried it, then it's like, all right, well, I tried for a month and it didn't really do what I wanted it to do. Then I, it would be easy to convince myself to, to quit, but I'm committed, not just trying. And so then because of that, it's like, all right, this is a lifelong thing. It's not just a one and done type thing.
So yeah, they, yeah, they give themselves an out. So if it, if they don't get the results they, they want, the result. again, it's external, right? Um, well, that plan didn't work. It had nothing to do with me. I, I you know, I tried, yeah. but it's still the same old me. So I guess commitment is a powerful word, Tim. And I, I'm I'm curious, what is it? Um, from a fear perspective or, or something that prevents people, prevents people from committing to um, the time period that it's going to take to transform because the information was easy to get. I can hire Tim. I've got the information. Hop on yeah. a call with Tim. I have the information. Google the question. I have the answer. But damn, this outcome didn't come in two weeks. Um I, I, it's maybe it's not working. Maybe, it's not maybe working. I invested maybe in invested. the wrong thing. Uh, and then the, then the monkey brain starts going. So I, I, I'll get to my question. I ramble too, Tim. So bear with me. But what is the biggest barrier that people are running into and in committing to a, a time period, i.e. a commitment that can be lifelong for a lot of people? Lot if you're talking about disease about transformation disease or reversal, um, or body transformation, that's, that's, it took them a long time to get there. And it's going to take them a long time to reverse that. So help me with commitment, uh, because that's maybe part of the success formula that people are missing. Yeah, that's a, that's a really solid question, too, because I'm, I'm trying to sit here, think of a real, because I feel it's like it's one of those things that I just that I apply, or maybe I talk about without even realizing that I've apply or talk about it, but kind of just break the simplest thing I can say is just breaking it down. Maybe instead of like it being a big goal, it becomes so like, what's the, I feel like I've got, I've made a video on it, but instead of it just being all about the results, it's more about, instead of just setting up for this big result, it's more about like the process goals of like being, um, yeah. And now that you brought that up and now that I just said that, Again, it opened up some new stuff in my mind because it really is, okay, I want to look like this before my wedding that's coming up in a year. Well, this, and now instead of it being, oh my gosh, I need to lose 60 pounds before my wedding. It's, I need to drink more water. I need to get more exercise. I need to eat healthier. And then it becomes like, okay, well, maybe that's not so overwhelming. I can do it. And um, granted, like, that's just a simple take on it, but I know that I've that's something that I spoke about before, instead of just focusing on the big result, which can be overwhelming, then it's just focusing on the daily process goals, staying committed to that, building the habits in it. Is that answering your question or did I just go off on my own kind of thing? No, I think that, I think that's it, that we are, and I say we, because I know I've been there in different areas of my life. Yeah, yeah. Life. The goal, the goal is what you're fixated what you're on. Fixated. Right. Um, and yeah. the process is more of a distraction, like, ah, dang it, this, this process um, isn't giving me the goal. Well, um, the, the process takes time and this is an investment of time. And that's a perspective shift in this fast paced world that I think time is the variable, is the variable that people that misrepresent and misunderstand the most, the most in, in any type of transformation. Right. Yeah. That's a, Solid way of putting it for sure. Yeah. I, and again, I think it just, I mean, shoot, I have, I have high expectations too. Like that's just in most of, you know, I like to think I'm a pretty ambitious individual, but then there's some days where I just feel like I'm being lazy and it's like, you know, and then I have to have that conversation with myself, of, you know, like, 
what are you doing? Get up, you know, get moving, whatever it is. But, um, but that's yeah, a self-awareness, self Tim, that you, that you have honed from years and years of practicing, years of practicing what you're, good, what you're at. good at. Right. Years and years. Yeah. And that's one of the things like a lot of people. And I think most of the people, again, that um, I don't know, like once they really understand, again, like it's having conversations like this, like once people start to understand it, holy, you know, like there's, you know, we're educated guys. We've been through like we're we're doing things with our lives, but here they are talking about the fact that, you know, like we get caught up in the same kind of overwhelm that everybody else does. But um, granted, I don't like to say that I, yeah, I don't want to say that I've been through too much in life because I'm only 32 years old, but I do feel like I've reflected pretty diligently on a lot of stuff that has allowed me to get to a certain spot. And, um, and again, like what I've realized is a lot of guys, you know, even my age, they think that they're supposed to be at a certain place in life. And because they're not, they feel like they're stuck. But then once they start seeing that, wait, Tim's a guy that I thought was not stuck, but then here he is talking about how he has the same kind of overwhelm that I do, the same kind of frustrations that I do. He's just doing something about it. Then now they can, they start getting around that same kind of conversation and they're like, all right, maybe I'm not stuck. Like I actually feel good. And then in that is the less is less overwhelm and then they can start moving forward towards that same kind of mindset that we're talking about. And yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you come across to me uh, on social media as a hope dealer, you know, if we want to use, use that, that pun, but it, I think it's, I think it's true what, what people need most when they fail to evaluate their own experiences in order to gain the wisdom that's going to support their commitment is that they, they get it from your story. Again, I know it's an external fixation uh, for motivation, but I think, but I think, I think people default to that until they can find an evaluated experience within them that, that becomes a pillar of strength that they can step forward on this journey more consistently. So, you know, uh, I think you're doing a superhero job out there and helping tell the story that needs to be told in order for people to realize that it's not their experiences that are going to get them farther down the road toward their goal. It's going to be the evaluation of their experiences. And you've discerned that um, through all your trials and tribulations, you're no different than anyone else, except for the fact that you learn from your experiences and you turn that into action. Yeah. I owned it. Yeah. Right. Clearly owned it. So, so um, from an ownership from a, perspective, if I read correctly, you're one of seven children from, right. from Nebraska. What yep. was your birth order and how does that play into kind of how you have become the person you are today? What was that influence that, that shaped you at an early age? Man. Yeah. So I'm the, I'm the second of seven kids and uh, this is actually really cool. And I, yeah, I can already feel myself getting emotional about it. But um, yeah, second and seven kids, my oldest brother, uh, we grew up in a small farm town, 300 people. I mean, I could go a lot of this, this could go a lot of different directions. But as far as just focusing on birth order, my oldest brother, um, yeah, he was one of the kids that went off and he screwed up a lot in high school. Like, you know, he, uh, he made some, I don't want to say he made bad choices, just he made choices that any kind of high school kid would make. But then I learned from those experiences. So, you know, like there was one night, um, 
you know, like I thought that all my family was just good kids, but my brother went out party, got an MIP. You know, my mom was super upset, was crying. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not doing that. And plus too, like, I was never really a, I was never really a partier just because, um, you know, so like we grew up, we were super competitive. When I was a sophomore in high school, I started getting recruited by colleges for college football. So then in that, I was like, okay, this is my way of getting out of this small farm town. And so I was more committed to my education you know, the gym, all that kind of stuff. But then my brother, you know, he wasn't as committed. And so he was going out making those choices. But then I was also seeing the result of those choices. And then it just reaffirmed, you know, my idea of like, all right, I need to stay focused. Um, and yeah, and then I ended up being, you know, first, I was a first generation college kid, my parents didn't go to college. Uh, and so I was a first generation college kid. And then my so I played football at this college. My sister ended up running track at the same college. My sister right below me. My brother below her played basketball at that college, was a um, All-American or was a rookie of the year and then an All-American. And now he's a physician assistant. My sister is a teacher. And then the brother below him went um, straight military out of high school. And so my oldest brother ended up going military. He was a medevac in Baghdad in 2008, like right when I graduated high school. And so um, then, yeah. And then John, who was right below the basketball player, he went military. And then the sister below her went to the same call or the sister below him went to the same college. She ran track or played basketball. And then the brother below her went to the same college and ran track. And so, yeah, it was, um, I don't know. I just, I was, uh, I've always been, I don't want to say like a self-starter because it definitely like has taken me having the right conversations with the right people to keep me moving forward. But, um, I've had even a lot of people that I'm coaching, like who have heard more of my story. They're like, man, like you're one of the guys says that, uh, like right now I'm listening to the David Goggins, you can't hurt me book. And he's like, dude, you remind me so much of him. And it's like, what really? And and so now I'm listening to it and there are granted, like I like, there's no arrogance about it at all, but it is kind of fun to listen to his story and how I've kind of like, like, I haven't been through any, I mean, like I've been through stuff in life and I've pulled myself out of stuff with my own personal conversation, but uh, yeah, anyways, I feel like um, just being the second of seven kids and being, you know, we were always competitive. We were, um, you know, always taking care of each other. And then now again, I feel, you know, like that's one of those things that kind of started this idea of, I don't even like to use the word inspiring anymore because inspiration is like one of those, um, I don't know, it's one of those things that just last a couple of days or even like through night, like in the beginning, like it was, it was cool to be an inspiration to my brothers and sisters to go on to college or like I didn't drink till I turned 21. And so all of my brothers and sisters well, so Chris, my oldest brother, he obviously got the MIP, but then I made the choice not to drink till I turned 21. And so then all of my brothers and sisters, except for the one that went military and my youngest, we all waited, they all waited to 20, till they were 21 to drink just because of the same choices I made. And so granted, like, I don't really think about that kind of stuff a whole lot, but maybe there's like some deeper idea of like, you know, I inspired those I inspired my brothers and sisters. And so now it's, uh, you know, I don't, again, I don't like using the word inspiration, but it's one of those um, simple words that everybody kind of latches onto. And so now it's kind of the same thing. Like I inspired them to make certain choices and now I'm doing the 
somewhat of the same thing, just on a, on a bigger platform. And yeah, so, I, I appreciate I, the I appreciate word inspiration. inspiration. I, I, I definitely think definitely that think is part of this conversation, but it sounds more appropriate to say you, you were a mentor for, for your siblings beneath, beneath you, because, because I think, I think in, in two, two aspects, aspects of living, aspects living, word and word and in, people pay attention to that and they want to mimic it um, when they're looking for it and they want to try out what's working for someone else. And, and that's exactly what a mentor does is say, here, come alongside me. I'll show you how I did it in hopes that that adds to your formula for success yes. in doing it your way. And yeah, you set an example, you set a standard, standard. and it meant and something. It meant something. And that's the that's ultimate tough. form of leadership right there, my friend. Yeah. Man, and you just said something that was super cool too, because that's one of the things that, um, gosh. So again, like going back to this whole small farm town thing, but when, so I went through, graduated high school, ended up going to a small college, dome college in a small town, Nebraska. It was a NAIA school. So not D1 or D2 or anything like that. But then when I was graduating, there was a part of me that knew that I wanted to, like when I would go to my mom or to anybody in the small town and ask them like what they thought of this big worldly decision, they would just, it was always basically, well, my mom told me this, so I'm going to tell you the same thing. And in my mind, it was, no, I want to go out and I want to experience as much as I can experience. Because again, growing up in small town, Nebraska, I was living in everybody else's perception. I was on the straight and narrow. So I didn't get to experience a whole lot, but I also through that own growth or through my own growth, I was like, I need to experience more of this stuff. So, and I don't want to, I don't want to grow old and then have somebody who's questioning. So back then I was questioning a lot of things. And so when I'm, you know, 50, 60 years old, and there's somebody who's my age then is asking me about these big world decisions. I didn't want to be the one that's like, Oh, well, my mom told me this. So I'm going to tell you the same thing. It was that, Hey, this was my experience, but ultimately you're going to have to go through the same experience. You're going to have to make some choices. You're going to have to go through the, your own experience. And then you're just have going to have to dive into it your own way. So kind of like what you just said, because that's one of the things with Duke too, is that he's going to, or my son is, he's going to go through life and I'm going to mentor him through life. But ultimately it's going to be up to him being open to those experiences and then making his, you know, like having his own response to them. And uh, I don't know exactly what you just said, but it triggered that thought because I bring it up a whole lot of just, you know, people can tell you to do this, 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 and this, but it really is just the, you know, this is my experience. This is what happened. I think this is why it's the best decision for you. And then, you know, and then, but then also in that letting them, giving them the permission that you don't have to follow everything that I say to a T because you're going to have your own experiences that are going to, you know, like, I don't know, you've got to follow the simple principle of it all, but you don't have to do everything that I'm doing because you're going to have your own experiences that are going to make you, you know, make your own choices. And yeah. 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 That, that is so beautiful. And, and being a dad myself, you know, my son is in his thirties now. So it's, it's fun to have conversations about, those, those time periods in, in our past that were really difficult because as much as I knew what his choices were going to lead to, he didn't see that. He didn't see that. And, and at the and, age at the which age. we were having this discussion, he didn't want to hear it from me. So, right. so being a dad is most certainly by far the hardest job in the world because you want safety longevity security for them so much and you know 
they're making the, the choices that you wouldn't make and they're not necessarily looking for a mentor right now. They're, they need a parent who has to draw lines. And, and man, that was a tough shift for me was, was to listen, um, to understand where he was and remember back to how confusing that time period was for him. I'm talking about the teenage years and, and when they do start making some independent decisions and, and then um, coach more subtly, more subtly uh, about, about the impact of his decisions, but he had to go make them and learn himself. And I couldn't protect him from that. Um, and I think I was at fault, Tim, honestly, in trying to save him from his decisions, which he had to make and needed to make. So that was the toughest part of being a dad is, is, is that right there? Is that right there? Yeah. But I'm sure you and him have had that same kind of conversation of just, yeah. And that's, I don't know, that's the cool stuff too, that I look forward with. Yeah. The conversations that I look forward to having with Duke of like, yep. When I was a dad, I was trying to figure out being a dad, but I really didn't have any clue what I was doing. And now you're going to go through the same thing and then they're going to have the same conversation with their kids. And yeah, it's cool stuff. Well, I think that's well, the same that's process the that we've been talking about because I read every book on parenting. I was going to get stuff <laughs> right. Uh, there's plenty. You go into the bookstore, you can find out how to be a parent. I mean, there are rows after row of book, and and I read them. I googled. I, I researched. I became a, a, a temporary psychologist in order to understand my teenager, and none of it mattered. It, it was it was a continual process of commitment i.e. love for my son that kept me on the path of drawing the lines and being the leader in the family because I knew it. He was incapable of doing that on his own. And that was my highest value contribution to his future was to be the parent. And in the process, in the process I created an environment to be a mentor later when he was looking and, and, and he already knew my style. And it, yeah, it's just funny how you, you try to control the variable and, and put everything in a nice, nice box and it just doesn't work. And I think in any transformation, uh, uh, transforming into a dad and a father and a, and a leader within my family was, was a commitment based on something deep inside, which was love for, for them and, and, and belief in myself that I could do this. And it took, it's taken almost 33 years uh, to see the outcome of that. And it's just incredible. What a journey. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Cause it's not a, yeah, it's not a one and done thing. You just used the word journey. I use the word project. Like it's not a, yeah, it's not a one and done thing. It's a, it's a now and forever type of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And every word you speak to your son, and I see those words that you put on social media, um, you're making some really significant and valuable investments into, into your son. And uh, I appreciate your leadership so much, Tim. So much, Tim. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. So where's the brand, so where's of, the brand of Dr. Of Tim of going? Dr. I, I know you've got a lot of things going on, but when, when you visioneer your future, can you kind of help shape for me what the future optimized, optimized Tim Reed is? And then what is the pathway that you're on right now to get there? Oh man. I don't really know. Like I, I mean, I do know, but cause like right now it's obviously online doing online fitness coaching, but then, um, there's just a lot of, uh, there is a lot of stuff out there just because, you know, like I get people bringing ideas to me all the time and it's, 
but then I also know myself that there's this old saying of chase two, or how does it go? Chase two rabbits, both will escape. And so like my whole thing right now is, you know, like I want to stay focused on the clients that I'm working with, getting them results and building my brand is this trusted doctor. Like that's one of the things too. There's a bunch of people online that with their Instagram degrees that have now turned into online fitness coaches. I've been exposed to them. I've seen them. And it's like, guys, like you took a weekend course to become a trainer. And then now you're, you know, you're trying to tell these people how to do this stuff. And you haven't even, you haven't even educated yourself on the sciences of it. And so um, that's one of the things that brought me back into the fitness world. And then because of that, I want to build I'll say a brand. I want to build a trusted brand of being a doctor of physical therapy. That's like genuinely helping people to make, you know, like, yes, the physical transformation, but also just taking ownership of where their health is at. So they can have, you know, I always say, take back control of your health, increase energy, increase confidence. So you can live the life that you deserve. And uh, so that's where everything is focused at right now. But then, um, even on TikTok. So my TikTok is at dadbod reinvented, same as my Instagram handle. And uh, for there was, I was actually wearing this hat in one of the TikToks and somebody was like, Hey, are you a Nebraska boy? And so I took it off and I was like, you're darn tootin'. I'm from good old Nebraska. And that video got like 300,000 views, all people from Nebraska, like, Oh, I'm from here. I'm from here. I'm from here. And then that's what led to me and my son or my son and I, um, like doing different things around Nebraska, just, and then even, you know, that client that lives out in Orange County, California, he's like, wow, I had no idea that Nebraska had all this stuff. I just thought it was in the middle of nowhere. And so that again, inspired this idea of, you know, showing more people what Nebraska is about. And then there's other ideas out there of, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, right now, everything is focused on the fitness, the nutrition stuff, and there's bigger visions out there, but I also, I don't know when it's all going to come to be. It's uh, yeah, I don't know. And I don't even want to reveal it either. Cause it's just one of those things of just, you know, like I, I have a big vision, but, um, but yeah, I guess even in like saying it, I feel like I'm just getting too far. Maybe I shouldn't say it that way. I just want to stay focused on the fitness, the nutrition, you know, helping people to live a healthier lifestyle and, um, and then just, yeah, I've got, well, actually, so here, like, this is my do doing done board. So like my, uh, so there's my to do stuff, my doing stuff, and then my done stuff. And that's just one of the things. So I've got little, I've even got a Google doc of all these different ideas of starting up a like a Nebraska success podcast, sharing stories about people from Nebraska, um, which could eventually, you know, turn into helping businesses to go online in Nebraska or like building brands, you know, or building, helping people in Nebraska to build brands. And just cause I feel like that stuff that's more normalized out on the coast. Whereas when you're from small town, Nebraska, you're not exposed to that kind of world. Well, now I've been exposed to it and I want to expose other people to it. So that's just, again, something down the road, but right now, yeah, my big focus is, you know, building is building a trusted brand of, you know, like helping people to make real powerful, lifelong, sustainable transformations to, so they can live with energy. Yeah, that, that is, that is brilliant. And uh, it, it is clear, clear from, from the output that you, you have out there on social media, that there is, um, 
a character to the man behind those images that speaks to transformations, leadership, commitment, strength, grit, and perseverance. And, and above all, I think the perseverance that you have gone through based on all of your evaluated experiences has and will continue to light the path in front of you. It's, it's your perseverance. And I think that's what comes across most clearly for me who um, scour social media looking for character and values behind images because transformations is what people are looking to have in their life. And I think this past year has shown people that sitting with themselves is exquisitely uncomfortable and they've had to do it this past year. And I think it um, disrupted a lot of people's comfort zones. And now they're looking for people like Dr. Tim Reed to be a mentor for them out of this disruption into a transformed self. So thank you for being one of those superheroes that walk amongst us, man. That's what Thor's days are for. Tomorrow is Thor's day, my favorite day of the week where, where it's easier for me to see people like you. So thank you, man. Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad you found me. Yeah, I appreciate that. So if so people, people want to continue to follow the, follow the, the continuing story continuing of Dr. Story Tim Reed, Dr. how can they best do that? Uh, so um, Facebook is obviously Tim Reed. And then there's a lot of us, though. And then uh, Instagram is at Dad Reinvented. And or so DadBot underscore Reinvented. TikTok is the same handle. And then my the only website that we have up right now, my brother, my youngest brother actually helped me build it is dbr365.com. I just wanted to have it be a simple domain name. And that's, um, yeah, just something my brother and I put together. We're definitely not internet marketers or anything like that that have something really impressive, but uh, but we're learning. So yeah, it's DadBot Reinvented for Instagram, TikTok, and then my website's dbr365.com. 